This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now for our regular fortnightly kōrero with Tahu McKenzie, educator at Orokinui Eco Sanctuary, joins us on the line now. More and great to have you with us, Tahu. So exciting to be here, Jeffrey. Thank you for having me. Well, exciting also because we're just a couple of days away now from the beginning of Fringe Festival 2022, and who would have believed that was even possible a little while ago? And I know um, you're going to be immersed in that, and I want to talk with you about that in a moment. But before we do that, let's um, let's get a snapshot of uh, of how things are at Orokinui Eco Sanctuary at the moment. Um, so much going on. Um, let's start with reptiles. What's going on on the reptile front? <laughs> well, you may have seen from our Facebook page that we had a beautiful baby tuatara who was very excited to try to burrow under the fence and we had to extricate very carefully this beautiful baby tuatara and this is something that can take place. So we're constantly keeping an eye on all of them and we're very lucky to have more than a hundred beautiful wild tuatara in our wild population and we don't often get to see them uh, as visitors to Orokanoi but they end up in all sorts of amazing places and we had one old lady tuatara who she was 70 and she walked all the way from the western boundary all the way up to the grasslands which is more than four kilometres, which is a long way for a tuatara, you can imagine, Jeffrey. And she was found in the drain pipe. And we had to, you know, respectfully remove her from the drain pipe. And then we had another tuatara who, her friend laid her eggs somewhere and she promptly came along and started trying to dig up her friend's eggs and lay her own eggs there. And so we had to put a little mini fence of defence around them and mesh over the top, and then we came back after 18 months to see how the eggs had been doing, because it takes 18 months for them to hatch. And we took this mesh off, and there were all these holes in the ground, and we realised the kiwi had come along and put their beak down through the holes in the mesh and slurped up all the yolk and the tuatara eggs. I think we can say only in New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> well, that's not great news, is it, for the Tuatara eggs? Not great news in that context, but we have had three baby girls born since that time, so everything's fine. It was a good learning experience, as are many things in this life. Sounds like they're a little bit unpredictable. They are, and they're just like us. They have their own consciousness and their own free will and their own desires to explore as do we all so I applaud them as long as we keep them safe within the mighty fence of defence it's all fine. Amazing to think that there's a hundred on site there all destined for for other homes no doubt Um, and you're learning something new every day no doubt uh, as anyone who visits the eco sanctuary will experience as well. Um, Let's stay with reptiles what about how are our skinks doing? Oh, they're so good. And this is, of course, we're very, very lucky to have the rarest and the biggest lizards in New Zealand, the Orokinoi, the Otago skink. And they're just so beautiful. And having worked with the University of Otago to name them all and identify them with their different facial markings, you really have a sense of, of all their different personalities. And I particularly identify with number 26, Rebecca, who looks after all of the baby skinks and they, they she likes to hang out with them they congregate around her so she may be telling them about 
the rock formations and listening to their creative responses. There's also Batman who prefers to spend time alone. So there's a lot of fascinating behaviour that we've got to observe. My favourite was in 2014 when they first arrived. And we were very, very lucky to get them. We had the TV crews and the Runaka and everyone there. And when they were released into their southern closure, one ate another one. <laughs> in front of everyone, which was very exciting. Oh. But they're also very good at making babies. So we think that we have another 10 or so beautiful neonates that have arrived this season. So that's very exciting. Gosh, who knows what you're going to, to witness when you go, you make a visit to the <laughs> eco-sanctuary. Um, speaking uh, of the wee ones, you've been spending a time, time as you always do, with uh, the wee humans, visits from and work with schools around Dunedin. Yes, I'm so lucky, and it is my dream job. And, you know, where would I be without these beautiful takatahi? And I do miss them so much. And um, being able to work with with the tamariki and the young people in our community again is just a dream come true for me. So, yes, we've been very lucky to have some visits up at Orokanoi and also going to visit schools and look at the nature areas they're working with. And it's just my absolute favour in the whole university. So I'm very, very lucky. And sure. usually, uh, if they're on site with you there at Otakunu Eco Sanctuary, there's a chance to visit Waimarie the eel. How's Waimarie doing? Oh, she's so good. And um, she's just, you know, she loves people. And it's a wonderful experience for the children to be able to feed her and gaze into her blue eyes and have a sense of that connection with her and really come to understand her as an individual as opposed to perhaps thinking, oh, she might be a bit scary or, you know, some things they might have heard about eels, really to demystify and to enshrine her in love, which is the appropriate response, obviously, to our native eels. But, yes, she she loves being fed by the children, and she's got quite large now. But my dear friend came to visit who works with eels, and he said her pond is still a very good size for her. But he also said, which I found very interesting, that because of the size that she get, we could introduce another eel, maybe. So you never know, Jeffrey, what the future might bring. She Ooh. could have a wee friend joining her. Well, given given some of the behaviour you've talked about this morning, we might also <laughs> find some terrible fight goes on in front of anyone who's Oh, there. you never know. I would hope it would be lovers in the air, but we'll just have to see. Uh, well, that would be a wonderful thought. Um, Waimaria, not short of company, though, as you say, uh, coming out, popping up to say hello to uh, all the visitors when they come and visit Waimaria's pond. Real highlight at uh, the Eco Sanctuary. As is, of course, a visit to the cafe there. It's probably, no, it is definitely the most beautifully situated cafe uh, in the whole southern region, without any question, with the views there over the beautiful landscape. Um, get yourself fueled up for your visit around the Eco Sanctuary or perhaps um, use it as a way of rewarding yourself for uh, making a, a big walk around for a few hours. Uh, you've got plenty there in terms of locally produced, wonderful, healthy food. 
oh, it's just the best. I spent all my wages at the cafe, and I think that's fine. <laughs> Good on you. It's great to see you're supporting. Well, um, don't forget, folks, uh, Orokinu Eco Sanctuary is uh, a, a wonderful place to visit all times of the year. And as we've talked uh, through with uh, Tahu on many occasions, uh, each season brings something a little bit special, each part of each season. And you never really know quite what you're going to be in store for each time. And it's lovely for you to be able to catch up with the likes of Tahu or the wonderful volunteers who are so knowledgeable and helpful as you walk your way around. Well, I mentioned at the outset, Tahu, that Fringe Festival 2022 is not far away, just a couple of days away now from getting underway. And ain't this a wonderful thing, Tahu? You've got a special relationship with the Fringe, haven't you? Oh, well, it's my one of my favourite times of year, and I love the Fringe Festival, and I'm so lucky to have been involved for more than a decade now, and I just love it so much. And I think, you know, we are southernmost fringe festival I think we're the best of course and you know we are the city of festivals and we are the city of celebration and I'm just so happy to see the fringe festival back with so many new features this year it's really 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 exciting and I can't wait to get started (laughs) they've had to put a lot of planning into making sure that this festival could take place they've had to be very as they say nimble around all of that and that includes (laughs) uh, the organizers and the artists themselves many of whom are offering their performances as online experiences for those who might feel um, you're not quite ready yet to get out and about there's plenty to do online but also lots of great in-person performances uh, in a safe environment operating under the red traffic light settings as well Um, yeah a a fringe festival like no other and well you know everyone's really hungry to get back to normal well forget normal fringe isn't about (laughs) normal is it it's better than normal Oh, it's really just my favourite, favourite time to go into so many different universes. There's more than 45 in-person shows that also have online options, which is fantastic. Nine online shows. And it's just going to be so exciting to see all this creative beauty that pouring forth, you know. And I get so excited thinking about, you know, because I hear little snippets about what people are up to. And I think, oh, I can't wait to just really see it and I am involved with a little bit with the spectacle show so I'm very excited about that and just oh I love seeing our city transformed our various spaces transformed we're hosting a show at Otakunui on the 20th of March which is all about bees with Tanya Bat so that's going to be very exciting and so that's going to be Otakunui interpreted in in a whole new way but yes I think our city really comes alive in such a different and special way during the Fringe. You're taking a special role with the Pink Exhibition at the Otago Arts Society. <laughs> yes, so I'm very honoured. So I was asked last year, and I've been asked again this year, so I'm tickled pink, as they say, uh, for the Pink Exhibition. So I will be judging the artwork, which I think is a very special thing to be asked to do. And I'll be making a giant pink costume, obviously, for the opening. And uh, it's just, oh, it's a really hard decision to make because every artwork is incredible. And I love the Otago Arts Society in the beautiful Dunedin Railway Station. The works are going to be installed uh, tomorrow or today, and I'll be going along and having a look tomorrow. So I invite everybody to come along to the opening on Thursday. And yeah, it's all on the theme of pink. And this year it's fantastic because it's supporting 
the Breast Cancer Foundation, so it's a really important cause. And I just think, oh, how wonderful to come and see how people interpret that theme this year. If you want to find out more about Dunedin Fringe, hopping online is a good idea. Uh, DunedinFringe.nz. You can plan your experience just a couple of days away now from getting underway. Uh, obviously, um, for on behalf of all of those creatives who are out there making this thing ha- happen, um, you know, get out and support them in whatever way you can. Uh, you know, whether it's you know maybe if you're even if you're at home, perhaps uh, maybe you know you're, you're in recovery from. Um, from COVID yourself, we know there's a lot of people in isolation at the moment or waiting for results and so forth, and maybe getting along to the fringe won't be possible, but maybe if you're in the position to do so, you could pay it forward, buy some tickets for some friends, get them to go out and enjoy it, and you can have that experience vicariously, and as we've mentioned, there are many experiences from fringe that you can enjoy online as well, so one way or another, there's no excuse, get out there and uh, and celebrate the fact that we've managed to pull this festival off, which is such an amazing achievement in the current environment. A um, couple of uh, uh, tickets for a very special event for ORFM's Awesome Morning Show listeners to give away to Tahu. There's um, the late night lineups uh, through the whole festival brings some great comedic talent together. And, uh, well, courtesy of the festival, we've got a couple of tickets to give away. So that's great, isn't it? It's so exciting and they're always so generous as a festival in terms of the experiences that they provide and having their own special venue now, the Emerson's Festival Club, which is our beautiful community gallery space, transformed. It's going to be wonderful in terms of having that late night space for lots and lots of fun, lots and lots of comedy with online options too. So it's going to be fantastic, Jeffrey. Well, we've got a couple of tickets for for an evening towards the end of the festival, Saturday the 26th of March. Stay tuned for news on how you can get down on those. Um, Moving from Fringe, just uh, finally, uh, uh, Tahu, we've got also reason to celebrate bringing back the Regent Theatre book sale, but in in a format that we haven't seen before, again taking into account the current situation, 10 days of book sale. Oh, yes, it will be wonderful. And, you know, the Regent Theatre, it is the most beautiful theatre in the whole universe. They're so generous and kind to the community. And I think, yet again, Dunedin, as you say, Jeffrey, we've managed to pull off these events that we all really know and love. So please, everybody, get along as you can to that book sale and go online to the Regent website and have a look at how they're going to do things this year but it's absolutely fantastic and so many great bargains great books great treasures to be found all you need to do is to hop online to the regent theatre books uh, regent theatre's website find the link to the book sale and you can book a spot and at any one time there'll be no more than 100 on site so forget about being shoulder to shoulder as you have been traditionally you've got that wonderful boutique shopping experience and they're going to be rolling out all the goodies over the course of the 10 days so it's not all the greatest stuff up front on the first day you might want to book more than one spot to get back and to do that uh you going to be asked this year to contribute $5 for securing that spot. Now, you can make that a donation to the Regent Theatre, which would be great if you can afford to do that, or you can apply that towards the books that you buy on the day. So you've got a choice around that. Uh, So hop online and get that organised well. So I hope we've racked everybody up, Tahu, and said... (laughs) It's all on. Get out there and enjoy it if you can, and uh, do it safely. Um, thanks so much, Tahu. Great to talk as usual. And uh, we have asked you to select a wonderful piece of music for us again. Tell us about this selection. 
Oh, yes. Well, I'm very honoured to share my musical taste with you. Thank you very much, Jeffrey, for that opportunity. It's very special for me. So this is one of the songs from my childhood. And obviously, growing up in the UK, I had all sorts of European artists that were in my midst and I was being exposed to. And this um, particular lady, I just think she's a really fascinating composer. She's done all sorts of different work. And this is from her second English album. But I always hear it in my mind when I'm in a time of uncertainty. And it, it plays in my mind. And I, uh, it reminds me that even when we are in times of uncertainty, not to give up, not to despair, not to not to plunge into pits of, of worry because there's always more to come and there's always more to look forward to. And just as we've talked about on this show, things will come through, things do come through, and there's always more to come. Wonderful introduction to this track by Anja Garberek. It's called Stay Tuned. Um, and stay tuned for another conversation with Tahu McKenzie in a fortnight's time. Thanks so much, Tahu, for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kakita. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.